0: Father God, thank you that you are our God, that you are good, that you are for us, that you came to be with us. Lord, it is amazing to think that the God of all creation, the one who spoke and the world came into being, who breathed and the stars started shining, who said, let there be life, and there was life. The one who holds all things together, the one who holds history together in the very palm of your hand, the one who has the future in store and ready to come. How amazing that this one would want to be with us. Lord, we are awestruck in wonder that you might lower yourself to associate with the likes of us. And we just want to be with you. As we consider this passage of Scripture, Lord, that has so much meaning for us, I pray that you would open our hearts. Lord, we've done communion and fellowship around the table so often. Lord, these words we can almost say by rote. And yet I pray this morning that you would bring from the storehouse new treasures as well as old. Open our hearts, Lord, that we might see more of you. That we might long more to be with you. Just as you long to be with us. Amen. I really did look forward to those breakfasts as a child. It sounds strange, doesn't it? Such a small thing. But it was a sign, hey, now you're getting older and your family really loves you. I think that was the big thing, that, that they'd get up really, really early and prepare this beautiful meal, uh, just a symbol of, hey, we really care for you. And, you know, as I was looking through this passage, I thought to myself, What do we bring from this? It's the Lord's Supper. We do it every month. We we know it back to front. But as I reflected on it, the the one phrase that just kept coming over and over and over in my head was, was verse 15 of chapter 22 of Luke, the first half, where Jesus says, I have eagerly desired to share this Passover with you. Or or to put it more precisely, it says, I have desired with desire to share this Passover with you. And just think about that for a moment. Here is Jesus on the way to the cross. The very night of His betrayal is there ahead of Him. He knows Himself to be the Passover Lamb of God, the one who will take the judgment that they deserve. This meal symbolizes His death. And He says, I really, really wanted to share this with you. I really wanted to have this meal with you. And then the phone rang. <laughs> Do you want to switch it off or answer it? We'll all say hello if you want. Sorry, Erin. It's a nice ringtone. <laughs> Embarrassed yet? <laughs> I have eagerly desired to share this meal with you. Last week we saw how the plot started and we read the first six chapters of Luke 22 where Judas decides that he is going to betray Jesus. Here he is, one of the disciples that has been following Jesus just as long as all of the others. You'd look at him and say there goes a follower of Jesus. He sits in on the meal with Jesus. It's part of the family. And Jesus knows the heart of man, he knows Judas, he knows that he has already betrayed him to the authorities and still he says, I have longed to share this meal with you even with you Judas Because God's plan is going forward. Despite all that you throw against me, Judas, despite all that Satan tries, God's plan will prevail. And it's interesting, that bit right at the beginning where Jesus says to Peter and John, I think it's Peter and John, He says to them basically, I want you to go into town just you two, leave the other team here. Go in and, and find this bloke who's carrying a water jar. By the way, that doesn't happen. Um, they had it right back then. Blokes don't carry water jars. That's ladies' work. Blokes carry water skins. <laughs> Apparently. Because we can only carry a little bit of water. So it doesn't happen. It's weird. Weird for a bloke to carry water. Jesus says, just the two of you... Go find this guy, follow him, just sort of say, hey, the master's coming, where's the room? He's going to say, oh yeah, I know all about that, he's going to provide you a room, it's going to be all furnished, it's going to be ready, and then go and prepare the Passover feast to go and buy all the stuff, get the lamb, get the herbs, get the wine, get the bread, get it all set up for us, just the two of you, Peter and John, off you go. Well, there's, there's one thing there, how wonderful that Jesus is absolutely God, that he can say uh, uh, with certainty, God has prepared the place for the Passover, uh, and, and here, follow this person. It doesn't happen. There's proof Jesus is God. Do you wonder, ever wondered why only two of them went in to prepare? It's a lot of work. We're not told, but I wonder whether it's not because Jesus wanted to share this meal with him. And he knew that Judas had already agreed to betray him. And he didn't want Judas to know where they were going to be while they had the meal. Jesus is organizing timetable for his own betrayal (laughs) but he really wanted to share that meal with him he really didn't want to be interrupted this is the the brightest light in the darkest week that our world has ever seen for Jesus this is a fantastic moment. When he shares the cup, he breaks some bread. I have been very eager. I've been eager to share this meal with you. Why? Because on the road to the cross, the one thing I want to do before I get there is just to is to sit with you, my friends, and to share a meal together. Notice he doesn't say I've eagerly desired to have this Passover before my Passover. He says, I've eagerly desired to share this meal with you. Because I love you guys so much. And I want to, I wanna, before I show you that love, I want to explain to you what I'm going to be on about because it's going to hurt you. And you're going to scatter. It's going to be hard on you, and I just want to prepare you a little way. Just after we, when Graham stopped reading, we hear him speaking to Peter and, and Peter's brave assertions of, I will, not, I will not go away. I will stand by you. I want to share this meal with you because I want, to, I want to have you ready for what is going to come. I want to remember with you God's graciousness and His goodness. And even as I, I, I'm putting words in Jesus' mouth, but I think they're valid. I I think even as He was preparing to go to the cross, to sit with His friends and to remember that God is the God who saves. And to point out to them, you know what, this meal is, is now totally different. Life changes right now. So often, when we come to communion, we put on our Christian faces. Can I see your Christian faces, please? That's sort of a the last will and testament, and it's sad, isn't it? It's it's a farewell scene. But there's more than sadness here. Jesus doesn't say, I have eagerly desired to mourn with you on the night of my betrayal. I've eagerly desired to share this meal with you. Because it's not just about sadness. It's not just about my betrayal. It's not just about what's going to happen to me. It's about the fact that I want you to remember me. Not even as someone who is dead, but as someone who is alive. And he says there, this meal that we're going to eat together, it's the last time I'm going to eat it. Forever? No! Until I eat it in the kingdom when its meaning is fulfilled, when everything is brilliant as it should be. Rejoice, the kingdom is coming. And this cup, share it among you. I'm not going to drink it again until I drink it in my kingdom. The future is certain. And take this bread and remember me. Think back to all the times that you had with me. More than that, think back to who you are because of me. Don't just be my friends. Be with me. Have me like in you. You and I are like this. Eat this bread. The kingdom is coming why did Jesus want to eagerly eat this meal with his friends because as he ate it it was a statement an assertion that the kingdom of God would soon be there And what Jesus is doing is saying all this old stuff about leaving Egypt and Moses leading you out and slaughtering the lamb and plastering its blood on the doorpost. All of this tradition, all of this stuff, it's now done away with and made new in me. I so much want to share with you that everything is changing tonight. In me and because of me. Because of me in you. That's what communion is when we, when we look at it. It's a, yeah, it's a somber moment, but it's also a time for us to remember Jesus and do the strangely Christian thing of remembering forwards. Remembering to the kingdom which is coming. Remembering how it came with Jesus, that glorious night as the angels sang, glory to God and peace on earth to those on whom His favor rests. How it walked on the earth how the kingdom walked with his disciples, how in the darkest week of his life, he got together with his friends and said, the kingdom is coming. And I'll see you there. You know those TV adverts, those really badly done ones, where somebody gets on the screen, I'll see you at the so-and-so expo in 2012. Jesus did it really well. Let's have a meal, and I'll see you at the real meal in the kingdom of God. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't you be on a high with the disciples? Wow, the kingdom of God! Yeah, whoa, brilliant. Kingdom soon going to be here. He's not going to eat another meal until we see in the kingdom. Wow. And they speak, and Jesus says, the hand of my betrayer is on the table with me. Judas is sitting here with us. And I love the disciples. I paint myself right in there amongst them. I'm not. The, are, you, are you the traitor? I'm not the traitor. Are you the traitor? No, no. Surely it's not John. Surely it's not Peter. Do you think it's Thomas? I don't know. I, I'm not the traitor, am I? And so human are they that they go from I'm not the traitor to of course I'm not the traitor I'm the greatest of us all. One verse 23, uh, 24 to 25 who is the greatest to uh, who, who is the traitor to who is the greatest? <laughs> the one bright spot In the darkest week of the world's existence. And you've got these little sparks of darkness as the disciples argue about power and position and prestige. Jesus is so close to the cross and those disciples are there with him in the spirit they are so far from him and we know what Jesus says he, he chastises them and says mates come on that's not the way it works in my kingdom Greatest is the smallest. Oldest is the youngest. You want to argue about who's the greatest? Well, who's the one doing the service? Look at me. Am I the greatest? Yeah, I'm God. But I'm the one who's serving you. probably around about this time that Jesus washes their feet according to the Gospel of John. He gives him another example here in Luke and he says, table manners. The person sitting down is obviously more important than the person who's serving him. Rubbish. The love of power Is such a strong lure that Satan uses. It certainly hooked the disciples. And it so easily hooks us. And I think when we come to the Lord's table and remember Him and celebrate that He is coming. It's also a time for us to think and say, well, am I a servant? Am I truly great in the kingdom? You see, Jesus doesn't say, no way you guys are ever going to be great in the kingdom. He says, you guys have stood by me in my trial. And so just as the Father has given me my kingdom, I'm going to give you that kingdom. And you know what I was illustrating just now about how the one who sits at the table is, is supposedly greater than the one who stands? Well, in my kingdom, you're going to be sitting at the table. This meal which I so eagerly wanted to share with you. And the reason I want to share with you is because it's the foretaste of the great meal in my kingdom. When I come, you're going to be sitting at the table. And it's going to be fantastic. Because you're going to be with me. with me and I want to remember that now because I know that in short shrift you're going to be away from me and you're going to be scattered and they will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter will you bear with me as I sing you a song something I try not to do too often On the overheads as well, Wayne. After the supper, Jesus took his disciples and they went out to the garden. few of them with him and he went to pray and this the darkest hour of his life he wanted them close with him never thought about that he said come with me and and pray with me come and be with me my friends he said I need to pray Seek my Father's face You don't understand But tonight My heart is filled With sorrow and purpose Hope and pain All I've done has been for this This is why I came as the darkness closes in I feel the weight half blame If there was another way But not my will be done Not my will be done May our kingdom come, may our will be done through. All I've done has been for this This is why I came And as the hour now closes in I feel the weight of blame All he'd done had been for this This is why he came but as the darkness closed on him, he felt the weight of help, shame. so much did Jesus want to be with his disciples and with us that he was willing to endure separation not only from them but from the father and feel the weight of all of our shame on him I have eagerly desired to share this meal with you because tonight everything changes Amen.